Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Today is Monday, October 4th, 2021, and I should have recorded this before today. I have no excuses, so let's just get into it. This is part two of my coming to Jesus testimony. First testimony, part <laughs> The first part of my testimony was pretty much just a background of like my childhood and teenage years and just how lost and sad I was, which I think actually a lot of people can relate on that. Um, But yeah, if you listen to that, awesome. This is probably going to be more, more, (laughs) just more of the story this is kind of like you know maybe we're making the sandwich first part was like the bread this is like the meat um the veggies um and then we'll conclude with like "Ah, great sandwich (laughs) i don't even know if that makes sense but yes i am once again driving on my way to work i now have a longer commute for the time being and who knows this might really just be something that the lord did in my life so that i could record so that i could listen to more sermons so that i could just spend more time with him a lot of people when i told them about my commute they were like oh my goodness like that is so long and it kind of did add an hour to every morning and every afternoon but Praise God, I can give that time to him and just do some work, you know, about my father's business. So, before I begin part two, I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit guides me in what I say and what I share and that it is true and that it serves a purpose for somebody listening to this. I have a few people in mind that I know will listen to this not even because they really truly care about me but just because they're curious and that pleases me because I know that there is going to be something that I share that will resonate with them and hopefully hopefully God willing bring them closer to God, to him. So anyway, it is all of this that I pray in Jesus name that this glorifies God and that somebody can just be like, wow, I went through that. Wow. Maybe this girl is onto something. I am you guys. (laughs) And again, nothing nothing that I I share is for my own gain but I pray that it is for the gain of the kingdom so anyway getting into it the last part was just <laughs> I, I had to re-listen to the last few minutes because I was like where did I leave off what was the last thing that I shared so um yeah I was like oh yeah I just kind of got into some harder drugs like what okay 
God had so much mercy and so much protection around me at all times. I, I still cannot get over that sometimes where I'm just like, how am I alive? But here I am. Thanks to God. Like, really the only reason. It's truly a miracle. He had a purpose for me. He still does. And yeah, like when I mentioned the coke and the heroin. So it was with my group of friends that I think I talked about them maybe briefly, maybe not. Again, just the recap would be um, very... And this is going to sound really weird because I'm going to be like, they were very smart, even though we were doing really dumb things. But when it came to like a certain kind of intelligence, very smart individuals, especially this one girl, like bless her, just I think she got like the highest SAT score um, for our school, you know, that kind of that kind of smart Um But there are different types of intelligence. And again, at this point in my life, I had like zero spiritual knowledge, intelligence, understanding. I had always been drawn to the occult for other reasons. Um, It was just so appealing to me. And I will get into that a little bit later. But yeah, um, you know, it's like, we, I don't even know how, maybe it was like her boyfriend's brother that kind of introduced things to us. And so I did mention that I was working pretty much full time in high school, making minimum wage. When I turned 18, I was able to start serving tables. And that is how you can make a lot more money in the restaurant industry. As many people know, you are not working, um, an hourly wage really I mean you are but it's like two dollars and thirteen cents but you're mainly working for tips and usually your tips will end up being a lot more than minimum wage so when everything kind of balances out what you're paying or what you're getting paid hourly the two dollars and thirteen cents is basically just all gonna go to your taxes and then sometimes you pay more (laughs) but anyway so at this point um I have more money for more expensive drugs and if anybody has ever experimented with anything like that I mean it's definitely not cheap I would not know prices today but I mean we were getting eights we were um, splitting up everything really but it's so crazy because I know it had to have been my junior year of high school when I first did coke. It was like the last few days of the school year and y'all, it was intense and I loved it. Like the sensation, the feeling, even just looking at my eyes and how much my pupils had dilated, like what it was it was a rush and the heroin I thank God that I never got 
so into that. You know, like, what I really enjoyed was actually the whole ritual. Which I actually just found out, like, it's pretty much a blood sacrifice what you're doing. Um, And I say this because it's like, so you're preparing everything in your little spoon. You're, like, cooking it up. Um, I would drop, like, a bit of a cotton ball in there to, like, soak up the liquid and then use a syringe and kind of like get it all out supposedly the cotton ball was like a filter which like I don't even know how you could potentially filter drugs like that but supposedly that's what that was doing and um yeah the whole process itself of just like shooting it up when you're waiting for that blood to like basically when I don't even know how to explain it just don't do it you guys do not do it it really is a blood sacrifice I mean you are choosing pleasures over over God and of course none of these people that I was involved with at this time believed in God if if anything I would say that they were very atheist um I know one of my friends grew up Jehovah Witness and from what I have heard I haven't really looked so much into this and I want to know more it's like they don't believe that Jesus is God which is I mean pretty much like what what how how could you have studied this book and have come to that conclusion you know or and they also think that the second coming of him has already happened it's so it's so strange and I feel like you know they're just really deceived it's people that we should pray for and I could definitely see I mean it's a lie so it's like why wouldn't that um, mess up anyone you know so my friend was very rebellious too and I think she just really hates the idea of religion which a lot of people who have had like bad experiences with religion like they kind of just cut it all off they're like no 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 I will not listen to anything like religion is for simple-minded folks blah 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 and stuff like that which is kind of how I was too you know but I kind of started having those thoughts in college but anyway yes um I was experimenting with coke and heroin at the same time too, speedballing. And again, you guys, I was just sad. (laughs) Just sad. And I laugh, but it's not funny. But I'm just like, man, like, is, is that why I came so low? Because I just could not have that peace and could not find joy in something else. So I had to like physically damage myself and my emotions. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of people go through this. Um, I think anybody who uses these kind of substances are truly missing something because once you know that God is real, you do want to try to sacrifice your flesh. You do want to live more obediently and nothing like this indicates that you know God and that sense of wanting to serve him so it's like how much are you willing to give up for him and it should be everything 
But anyway, back to all of that. I enjoyed Coke more than heroin. And that's, you know, I did heroin maybe a few months. And yeah, I would just still prefer Coke, just different feelings. Um, alcohol still. And man. I'm pretty sure, yes, now that I'm like trying to think back on my life, I'm pretty sure I would take this stuff with me to school, work. At this moment, so I'm done with high school. I was so rebellious that I had moved out of my parents' house before I even graduated high school. I lived with a friend for a couple of months in the summer of, you know, following my senior year. And we sort of had a falling out, too, because I would just spend so much time with another group of girls. And I'm so, I'm just like, I can't remember. Like, I'm hanging out with all these, like, really preppy people. Like, I guess they were kind of like the popular kids from another high school. But I'm also spending time with, like, my other, like, (laughs) edgier friends. And... At some point, I feel like all the other girls that were not doing the harder drugs, like, they found out about what I was doing. I remember getting bullied online on Twitter for this. And this is why I've never had a Twitter or why I kept it going. Um, And so it's, like, crazy summers with them. It was just, like, all we cared about was party, party, party. Um... And with my other group of edgier friends, it's like, yes, we would be doing all this crazy stuff. But at the same time, like, we were interested in, you know, like, sharing books. (laughs) Sharing books. Music. Like, just a different type of atmosphere. That really is what it is. But I enjoyed both. I enjoyed both at the time. And everything still circled around drugs and getting high, getting drunk. So I I enjoyed all of it, but thank God I had a falling out with both. Um, You know, it's just like life happens, things happen. Um, I know after this summer, I was taking classes at a community college nearby. And yeah, this is where I remember just like, taking some coke with me to school because I was so upset one day when it like spilled out of my bag and I'm like trying to go to the bathroom with my book bag to like salvage this like just kind of like no let me pick this up this was so expensive um and again you guys all in the background still working (laughs) still a functioning alcoholic and dare I say drug addict I guess I was yeah but anyway as my rebellious nature would have it um I know I mentioned living with a friend for a little bit and I'm so sorry that the story is like so scattered and everything I have a hard time remembering a lot of things I think because of all this like drug usage where I'm like did that when did that happen okay So I lived with my other friend from high school for a little bit, but um, 
we had a falling out because I was spending way more time with these other people and her mom was pretty much like hey you gotta go so I went back to my parents house I can't tell you how many times I've been back to my parents house between like the end of high school to even like mm, being 27 like those nine years of just like hopping back and forth um they always take me back they are awesome parents for just always taking me back but I never enjoyed the conditions they would give me so it was so hard but yeah my first semester of community college I was living with them and I'm still just like trying to find ways to like escape the house or I guess I switched to like day drinking and but I mean I was day drinking anyway but it's like let me just try to keep all this (laughs) out and about at work um drinking at work um before after I mean it was just constant like didn't want to be sober I did not want to face reality but it got to the point where I was like you know I need to get out of this town. (laughs) So I went from a small town to another small town that had pretty much nothing in it. I ended up going to Georgia Southern in Statesboro. And down there, I guess, was my freedom, more freedom. I, you know, my parents were going to be like three and a half hours away. I was going to be staying in a dorm. And this is really where... I would have moments of trying to figure out on a deeper level of like, hey, who are you? Um, Before, I don't even think that I thought so much about it. I mean, I had to have in a sense, but okay, how do I say this? So... Recently, I'm like, why did I go to college? What was that for? But no, actually, every experience that I went through um, had a purpose and a lesson in it. And the school that I went to, I well, I involved myself in activities that were very liberal. So I'm sure there were some groups there that valued God, that had Christian beliefs, that, you know, had morals. But me, I was like, "Mm, let me just go to these classes and let me take some interesting classes. Like, um, I ended up taking like a few philosophy classes and yeah, I don't, everybody there is like also just looking for the truth looking for an answer and it was so fascinating because there were a lot of theories of like oh yeah like that sounds good maybe this is what it is but yeah so I had a lot of experiences like that there um and also more experiences with other drugs so freshman year I'm still doing maybe a little little bit of heroin because I would come back to Covington And I know I said I had a falling out, but I don't know when that was. But I think it was just, like, on and off. I would meet up with these people. I think that was probably, like, the last year that I did heroin. Coke off and on throughout the years. Because there would be other people in Statesboro who would like that. But I think what really was, like, the start of, like, 
spiritually speaking, like, who am I, was doing psychedelics. And I know a lot of people have tried psychedelics. A lot of people. And I used to really recommend this. I, because (laughs) I was like, this is going to change your whole perspective on life. Like, you are going to... I mean, it's like you don't know anything until you realize that everything you've ever learned is a lie and psychedelics can bring you to this realization. We need to spread awareness. We need to realize that everything is love. Everything operates on frequencies. You want to have high frequencies. You don't want to be operating in the low um, I don't know, basically thoughts like that, right? Where <laughs> everything sounds great, like, oh, it makes sense. Um, and it did teach me a lot of myself, ab- about myself, a lot of insecurities that I had. Um, but yeah, okay, so going to the first time that I've ever, that I ever tried it, I think that was my sophomore year, the almost the end of sophomore year. Um, there was some dude that like would come hang around um, at the apartment, and I don't even think he went to school. I I won't share his name, but he was a skater kind of person, and he just kind of brought some some acid with him one time, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've never done this, but this sounds great. Let me have some. <laughs> Let me try some. I hope I paid him for it. I'm pretty sure I did. I was never, like, a moocher like that. I did pay for, like, everything, if, you know. But if it was free, like, hey, great. But, you know, I wasn't, like, um, somebody that would just hang around certain groups of people and just kind of mooch for free. <laughs> Trying to I like I had some kind of morals. I did not, you guys. Anyway, so this, I think, was not very strong acid or... God really just protected me on this first time that I tried this. Because supposedly I took like five hits. So again, I'm saying like either this was very weak acid or God was like, hey, I am not going to let her have a full-blown psychosis. But I do remember the first time of trying this. I experienced a lot, you know, sounds, lights everything being kind of like amplified so it's not like you're not seeing things that aren't there but it's just like a different perspective on how you see them it's kind of hard to explain if you've never done it but what I do remember sometimes you do see like images forming to like whatever I guess um, you might be going through and at this time you guys I I don't know if I would have said I don't believe in God, but I mean, I had no relationship with God. So I do remember seeing like what I thought was Judgment Day on the wall. Um, and it, I mean, it just looked. Mm, it didn't look great (laughs) I was not like terrified or scared I did not have any feelings like that but I was just kind of like wow I wonder why that came to mind and it almost 
was like a painting that I had seen somewhere before of like, oh, you know. Wow, who painted this? That's interesting. But it did not strike any fear in me. But that was the first time of like something that I just truly remember that happened. And so the guy was like, whoa, I can't believe that you took five hits. And, you know, you're good. And I was like, oh, I guess, you know. (laughs) And, like, my pride was, like, rising up. And I'm like, my mind is just so capable of doing this. Da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, I experimented with mushrooms a few times after that. Mushrooms are totally different. They're more, like, happy, giddy. Um, You still work on some things, I guess, as you take them. For me, it was always, like, something of, like after the first time of like, I'm not doing this to get messed up, but I'm doing this to see what I need to work on within myself, which I know is a reason why a lot of people take these things, right? Because you're like, okay, it's almost like you're doing some kind of shadow work. But, um, now I know that you're basically accessing the spiritual realm And you're cheating your way into it. Like, there are just some things that we shouldn't do. Because we don't know the consequences at the time. So anyway, it's not like... hmm. I guess the more trips I would take, the darker (laughs) things started getting. Um, I would have some bad ones, like... Another very, very, very significant trip was actually just taking, like, I think, like, one or two hits of acid that my friend, who I lived with um, after high school, like, we rekindled our friendship, bless, and she was like, oh, like, I know you've done this before, and y'all, this was, like, nothing (laughs) I had ever done. That's why I was like, what the heck, like, I don't think those were five hits of acid when I supposedly did that. Like, or, I mean, it was not potent like this. This had me, like, this was the time, I remember it was, like, um, a 4th of July year. Um, I want to say maybe my junior year of, of college, where I just remember, like, truly, truly believing, like, that religion that had been imposed on me since I was a young child was just all a fabricated lie so people could feel better about themselves and have an understanding of who they are when in reality, like, we're all just energy that are trying to achieve higher states of consciousness that makes sense and I remember almost it felt like I held all of my beliefs in my hand as I'm like tripping (laughs) tripping on this acid and I just had to let them go and I felt like if I did not let this go I could not progress and develop into the person not even the person, into the soul that I was destined to be. So there were a lot of lies here in this moment of like, I mean, I had all sorts of crazy thoughts 
of, you know, just basically that everything I believed was a lie. Which, no, actually, in a sense, a lot of that can be true because a lot of the things that we are taught are our lies. But, I mean, the biggest lie in that moment was, you know, that there was no need for God. That's exactly what it was. There was no need for God and I am able to create and manifest my own reality. Everything that happens is through me. Like, I maybe I believed, you know, later on it was like there's a source and I would call it the universe. But as far as God, like somebody somebody that created us with purpose like no I did not no I let all of that go in that moment and the what happens sometimes which I want to say is an odd thing is you go through this spiritual awakening supposedly right and you're just full of like positivity and you radiate and you're happy and you feel like you can understand who you are and you can understand things around you and you can understand why that person said what they said yesterday you're just like oh you know like they're operating on a low level (laughs) and honestly it's just all a deception you know the bible says that the enemy that satan masquerades as an angel of light so even though I was like I understand things and I am light and love (laughs) I was so deceived I was so deceived and I am so ashamed to have tried to spread this to so many people and you know it was like after I did it um I would call them like vision quests where I was like what do I need to learn about myself so again it's just kind of like I know a lot of people have done this even people that I talked to recently um actually someone just told me recently they're like yeah like you know I'd like it's good and so like no <laughs> it is it is not good like Maybe if you need to, like, um, go down some dark paths eventually. But um, all of it, all of it is just cheating yourself into the the spiritual realm, which we should not be accessing the realm that way, you know, through prayer, through meditating on the word. Yes, but it was such a crazy time because I felt truly enlightened and I was just deceived by a bunch of demons. Um, so, yeah, psychedelics. All of that stuff led me to what is known as New Age practices. Which, you know, is actually like the oldest lie that ever existed. Of like, you can be your own god. Um, what happened to Eve? And through this, it was kind of just like... I found myself meditating on nothing, just silence, 
um, trying to learn more about my chakras, trying to align my chakras. Um, I really, at the time, enjoyed learning about Eastern philosophies like Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, Taoism especially, um, because it seemed like the best explanation for what everything is here, you know, like there's light and dark and darkness and light and it's just a perfect balance and once you know God, you're like, hey man, you know what, there is no darkness in God, like (laughs) there is none, none and it's just so, it's so bright too, I think that that brightness might scare people away when they've been living in the dark just another side note but yeah through all of this it was kind of just like okay I just I need to really elevate my consciousness and I started doing yoga another like thing that I would never suggest any Christian do it's all rooted in Hinduism you're basically praying to Hindu gods with every pose but these are things that most people don't know you know it's just like society is pushing this and you're like oh that sounds great um yes because we do crave supernatural experiences um like I would sage I would use crystals I would read tarot um but there was also a part of me that had always been so drawn to the occult as a child I don't think I shared this yet right but I was always so drawn to like spirits and what happens after death and like witchy stuff and you know supposedly and there are actually ants in my or on my father's side that practice like tarot readings and stuff like that but supposedly like this is also something that perhaps my grandfather was involved in you know sometimes people make sacrifices um animal sacrifices people used to do this also back in the day maybe a lot of different groups of people where you would sacrifice um maybe even like you know an animal so you have a good harvest stuff like that but it's like who are you sacrificing this to and that can all lead to generational curses right but yeah so I'm here in this walk in this walk of like I am a spiritual being like this is when I thought I had like my spiritual awakening of like now I understand why religion never clicked with me and everybody just needs to do psychedelics and everybody just needs to align their chakras and if you need help knowing what's going to happen in the future let me read um let me read your cards for you you know like um god have mercy there is also a time when I got very involved with Ouija boards. And again, always a part of me that was very drawn to this kind of stuff. 
So I remember growing up hearing a lot about my cousin having experiences with like Ouija boards and how it was so awful for her and like she went into confession and the father just like left her in the confession stand because it was like too much. He was like, yeah, I can't even help you (laughs) and just left her like, no. Okay. First of all, like, no, anybody who truly serves God will try to help you and deliver you. But there is just so much, um, so much in in my background and in my youth of like just being attracted to this. And again, it could have been a generational thing, like curse, like just something in the family, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I would literally take a pizza carton box, cardboard box, sorry, a pizza cardboard box and write out the whole letters, all of the numbers, um, rip it off just like the top part at the box and use that as my board, use like a shot glass and it truly worked and I would invite people over to do this, people in college and then like my um, hometown city friends and then they started sharing with other people and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, all of that deception started with me, and I involved other people, um, not good, you know, a lot of, not a lot of people, but certain people are still tied into this stuff, it is just sickening that I was so deceived, because what demons do is I mean I've heard I'm not sure if this is totally true but it seems to be (laughs) that there are demons that watch you and how you operate and what your temptations are and they kind of know your desires too right Um, I mean you have to remember we are We are physical beings, but at the core and the center of everything, we are spiritual. And there is a spiritual realm where good and evil reside. So there's this whole realm that you can't see with your physical eyes. And um, you are being watched. Things that you do, I mean, you are being watched. So, man... I had to repent from all of this stuff, which I will get into in part three, where I kind of just wrap everything up, because again, this kind of was so overdrawn. (laughs) Overdrawn? I don't even think that's the word. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's early, and I'm running on low fumes (laughs) already. But, yes. College, drugs, and again, through all of this, still decent grades um I ended up graduating with honors but yeah you guys what a time to have been alive and I just want to thank God for all of the times that I was drunk driving that I did not wreck or died Um, There were a lot of times 
so many times. It was like between 18 to 24. Um, I mean, I was constantly driving and not only that, but in college was a time for me to um, begin smoking. Yeah, I think I was like 19 or 20 when I was like, okay, marijuana, now I see why everybody loved you. Um, And I would have bad moments sometimes smoking, like paranoia would set in and I would hate it, but I would still go back to it because there's something so numbing about marijuana at times where it's just kind of like... I see it as like, you know, if you're doing it every single day, you're not happy with reality too. It's like you are trying to suppress something. Like, you know, being sober isn't that bad, but I would smoke to forget a lot and just kind of like zone out and not think. I think that's what it is, not think. But then other times it's like, I couldn't help but to overthink and have like creative thoughts. And I think both of that, it's like not thinking. But if we do think, we're thinking very creatively. Like things that I would enjoy. But anyway, this is part two of the build up. Because <laughs> the next one will really be like the last few months of what happened. So, praise God. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for part three.